It's Monday, June 7th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, communism is all over the place. And one ragtag team of German Christians are going to spray paint walls until the world finds Jesus. Plus, faking a female hostage victim in the bed of your truck and beer, cash, and guns for getting your vaccine. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Great Moments in Customer Service Phone Calls. How the fuck am I supposed to buy anything from you people if I can't speak a friggin' live person? Yeah, I'm really sick and tired of people like you. I don't know what generation you're from. Well, I'm in my 50s, my husband and my son, we're looking for a fucking computer that we can go on the internet. We don't want to create rocket science. We just want a fucking computer. Is it so hard for you goddamn assholes to let us buy a computer? Jesus Christ almighty, you fucking bastards. Why don't you go to a rat where you belong? I've been trying to call you people for the last friggin' hour. Do you know what's really sad about the younger generation like you people? I hope you end up in Iraq. And I hope the terrorists grab you and chop your friggin' heads off. Because you're not doing this country any good. Fuck you. (laughs) It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Drunken Negro Face Cookies. (laughs) Woo! And I love the aftertaste of semen in my mouth. If you don't suck a dick, then you suck a dick. Christian now fears his flatulence. Yes, hey freaks, Tim back here with you to kick off a new week of shows. Got a great program for you today. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Things seem to be getting back to normal. Kind of surprised, honestly, to see how quickly people are going back to their pre-pandemic type of life. People are out and about doing things. I was stuck in several traffic jams this weekend. A lot of people going to the movies. Restaurants are packed. Especially crazy because if you think about it, the vaccine started rolling out slowly just, what, like six months ago. And now America is back, baby. What's even more funny to think about, though, is where we were mm, a little over a year ago. Remember when we were hoarding toilet paper? We were afraid to open packages that were sent to us from Amazon. Gonna Clorox them down or something. You know, years before the this particular pandemic, Jim Baker was getting on his fucking dumb religious show trying to sell you food buckets. You know, like 50 gallon drums of macaroni and cheese or like dried powdered potatoes and shit for the upcoming apocalypse. I thought supposedly he talks to God. God could have clued him in and been like, no, food's not going to be the issue. Toilet paper. That's what everyone's going to be clamoring for. You should be selling TP in bulk. In the early days of the pandemic, we were all kind of out of our minds. And I get it. It was all new. No one knew exactly what was up. Kind of virus this was, how bad it was going to be, how long it was going to last. One group of people that kind of missed the mark more than anyone else and i'm sorry to get kind of political here but uh religious conservatives holy fuck you were painting a real doom and gloom picture this virus is a product of the new world order this is their test run for a one world government that's gonna be communist and 
We're going to be told when and how we can leave the house. We're no longer going to be allowed to touch anyone. The virus is actually mind control. They're using the 5G. It's always the 5G, right? Uh, well, I've got a perfect example here of the kind of nuttiness that was being thrown around. A movie was produced called 2025. I've got the trailer here. Life is different now. You can't change that. It's 2025. The world as we have known in 2020 does not exist anymore. The virus changed the world, and communism is all over the place. A global world language developed. Meetings are illegal. Maybe I have some residual trauma from uh, old nine to five jobs. But when I heard the voiceover guy say meetings are illegal, I was like, thank Christ. Most work meetings are pointless anyway. Everything can be accomplished via email. I don't have any need for team building exercises. Then I realized the voiceover guy meant like meetings. Like you, you can't you physically can't see anyone face to face anymore, which, of course, is dumb. As is the very, like, unpolished, unprofessional line. And communism is all over the place. Communism is all over the place. And while he's saying that, there, there are shots of different cities and countries and stuff. It could have, you know, it could have, communism has spread across the globe. It sounds sloppy when it's like, communism is all over the place. Go, oh God, what are we going to do? You know, leave it to these Christians to immediately capitalize on fear, right? I mean, this movie was uh, in production in 2020. During the the, the thick of the pandemic, they got it out. Uh, I guess this movie came out officially in January of this year. A global world language developed. Uh, Scary. Everyone can communicate with each other? How awful. Meetings are illegal. Traveling is illegal. And Christianity is illegal. There it is. I was waiting for that. That That is a stretch, you have to admit. The whole, like, meetings are illegal, travel is legal. Okay, for a while it kind of was. Wasn't illegal, but, like, you know, cruise lines were shut down. International travel was difficult. But once again, these people love to just feel like they're being attacked. It's illegal to be Christian. Where are they getting that? What does that have to do with anything? I had to check out this movie for myself, and sure enough, it's available on Amazon, so I spent the fucking 10 bucks so you don't have to. The very, like, in the first 10 seconds of the film, you, you see a lot of the same stuff that was in the trailer. Communism is all over the place. They really like that line. Drives me crazy. Also, Christianity is illegal. That's really where our story picks up. It's 2025. And it looks like we've got a group of 20-somethings on the run from the law. They're in like a hideout or something. Uh, we start with a, a Christian girl playing the guitar. Acoustically, of course. <laughs> That's just so Christian bitch, isn't it? Uh, the guy in the room is just quietly reading his Bible. Quite frankly, these are the most boring protagonists of a movie ever. Uh, That's when uh, the third roommate, I guess, pops in. Actually, he storms in. Guys, guys, it's Jack. Jack's dead for loving God, of course. Arrested, tortured, and killed. Guys, he, he was a friend, a brother. The dude who uh, came into the room going like, it's Jack, he's dead. 
He's questioning whether he wants to be part of the group anymore. I don't even know what that means. Because all they do is sit around and play the guitar and read the Bible. What does that mean? I mean, what, what, what's your point? What's your plan? I don't know. See, I, when I sleep, I can't sleep anymore. I got these... <laughs> like, he's fucking up his lines and they're just... They're just going with it. Anxiety attacks. It's a low budget when I walk affair. on the street, it feels like somebody's watching me the no whole time. Second it's takes. killing me. It tears me apart. I I thought maybe like I want this to end, you know guys? I want I want this to end. I love you guys. You're my family. Yeah, we are. I mean And I cannot see another family member die. I want it to stop. Guys, I'm sorry, but I'm out. I gotta quit. People are quitting, getting killed. This club is getting smaller and smaller. There's only two people left. Still, they're gonna stick with it. I wanna make a difference. I wanna change the world we're living in. And I wanna make Jesus be glorified again. Mm. How can we achieve that? I don't know. I, I kept thinking about, I mean, the things that Luke said are true. I see police officers I always like get almost paranoid that they could catch me or yeah chase me if they find out who we are it's hard being a white chick in 2025 apparently it's like the screenwriter saw all the shitty stuff happening last year the pandemic black people being killed by the police and they were like let's make a movie where the victims of everything are people who love Jesus the movie will write itself, basically, ripped from the headlines and altered just slightly. Roy, I, I feel like we're the only Christians left in the world. I know it sounds like she's sad about that, but her pussy is dripping. We get to save humanity or die being martyrs. I mean, this can't be true, right? No, we had... Thousands, maybe hundred thousands of pastors, church leaders. I don't know where they are, but we had so many. It's like they remain silent. Like, like that have they have nothing to say anymore? Is there even a fucking script? Or is this all ad-libbed? It's so obvious that even though this movie takes place in 2025, it's really about 2020. Why didn't our Christian leaders just stand up to this oppression? Look what happens when you don't fight for your beliefs! Everyone in the world speaks the same language! This scene is going on for an excruciatingly long time. Nothing is happening in this movie. It's just like two people talking, whining about how they're oppressed. And oh, God, the acting. Oh, God. They start talking about how when Christianity was formed 2000 years ago, it was illegal. And now it's illegal. Yeah. And they use the fish symbol to find allies. That's right. Remember, they... They drew that one line, and then the other person drew Finished the other the line. line. Yes. And then you got the fish. Yeah, because we're just us two. But if we find more Christians, and we will find, find a lot of underground churches, 
that we could really change something. I paid $10 for this. I don't know how much I can recap. We're only 16 minutes into the movie and I want to blow my brains out. Okay, so these two idiots go and they start spray painting Jesus fish on the sides of buildings and stuff. The girl immediately gets shot by police. I mean, it happens so fast. I don't even have audio of it. it. It happens in a montage. Luckily, she was just shot in the arm and uh, someone nearby came and helped her, dragged her to, I guess, his apartment. And guess what? We're going to all just sit around and talk some more. What What did you actually do before that? Uh, well, <clears throat> I was a Marine for two years and then you know, the virus and everything kicked in. And so it's pretty much, yeah, got out. Mm-hmm. There's no script to this movie. I, I, I refuse to believe any of this was written down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I'm a nurse. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, I had to quit my job and my brother, he almost got... Wait a second. You're a Christian and also a nurse. The pandemic hits one of the greatest healthcare crises in modern history. And you're like, I got to quit. Enough of this bullshit. You're a horrible person, a horrible Christian. Got his master's degree in mm-hmm. economy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know how things happen. Yeah, now our plan is we just spray fish. Maybe find a better plan, but that's a plan for now. Yeah. Find like-minded people, encouraging Christians. Yeah, of course. Um, if they see the symbol of Christianity, maybe they get encouraged. And, um, mm. Yeah, we're trying to change something. Yeah. Well, I'm in. That, that sounds awesome. Let's go spray some more fish. That's amazing. Let's do it. Let's go spray some fish. Oh, my God. This movie is just action-packed. Then, inexplicably, the very next scene is of a girl who we've never met before. Just a random person eating a bowl of cereal. That's the whole scene. Next scene, we're back to the girl who was shot and her new uh, ex-military friend. So why did you actually leave the Marines? Because he didn't like what the government was doing. I got to start speeding up here. This is taking way too long, and we're only like 17 minutes into the film. All right, so uh, her arm's feeling better now after being shot, so they go back out to spray paint more fishes on walls. I want you to listen to this gasp as they're, they're going through some tunnel where they're going to spray paint a fish. All right, the camera pans to the wall to show what this guy was afraid of. Here's my theory. This is a tunnel that already had a bunch of graffiti in it that has nothing to do with this movie. They just found a location that has a tunnel. That's where they're shooting, right? They, I think everyone involved with this production thought that some of the graffiti was satanic and there was like a demon on the wall. So they incorporated that into the scene like, oh, look, someone drew something awful. The devil's at work here. You know, like that type of thing. When in reality, what the graffiti is, is a Goomba from Super Mario Brothers. Really one of the least menacing enemies you can run across. So when you hear that scary sting and the gasp, the camera pans to the wall where the graffiti's at. Right there. And then you see the Goomba. That's what scared these idiot Christians. These morons, these are these are the morons that are going to save the world. 
One spray-painted Jesus fish at a time. All right, so they're all sleeping in their shitty apartment. When they're awoken. Who's that? I don't know. Are you a traitor? Did you sell us out? I didn't sell you out. What do you mean? I don't know who's at the door. Nobody knew that we were here. Not a lot of trust in this group. Also, you're not exactly like international spy material here. You've already been caught once and shot. And by the way, the guy who saved you after you were shot is in your group. That you're accusing him of being a traitor? That makes no sense. Nobody knew that we were here. Well, then why don't we open the door? What? What? I can't even articulate how dumb this is. Someone knocks on the door. No one is supposed to know we're here. So let's open the door and say hi. Then the person will definitely know that someone's there. You know, like, what? What? So they do it. They all, not just one person. They all go together as a group to open the door. Unarmed, by the way. So there's a girl standing at the door. Who are you? What do you want here? I am Holly, and I want to help. How did you find us here? Nobody knows this place. That wasn't hard. I am what you might call a hacker. She hacked into the Christian mainframe. I'm not even going to try to wrap my mind around this shit anymore. These Jesus freaks aren't using computers. They're not using cell phones. They're using cans of spray paint. They spray painted some Jesus fish. The hacker saw the fish and put that design into like a Google image search. Saw that it was like related to Christianity. And that's how she was able to track these guys down. What? Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? Well, we're acquiring quite the Christian Avengers here. We've got the military expert, the hacker, and then two useless people who can spray paint fish. So, as I said, I want to help. And why should we trust you? Maybe you're the sergeant's best friend. Yeah, are you wearing a mic? You mean Lucinda? She's an animal cracker. I know her files. The things she does. Nobody wants to be her friend. Everything seems to check out. Okay, you're in. You're in the group. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard worse acting. I also love Christian insults. They can't be too mean. Can't swear. We're going to call the police sergeant an animal cracker. That'll sting. By the way, let's check in with the government and see what they're up to. Sir, it's getting worse every day. Random Christians meeting at random times and at random places. It all sounds so very random. Random. They have to have leaders. We we have no clue, no indication whatsoever on who the heck could be. Tell me exactly how you came about this data. So we have a system where we can track the phones of specific groups of people, including Christians. You have their phone numbers? Let me get this straight. The Christians are the problem. You're going to your superior to explain that these Christians are meeting at random times, being very random. You don't know how to stop them, but you can track them? Track them then! What the hell? This is a goofy-ass fucking movie. And then the very next scene is uh, the superior looking at an old train set. Lucinda, come here. Come check out my choo-choo trains. You see these? Aren't they beautiful? Yes, they are. 
These are the things that are made of history. These are what holds people's dreams. And these, these represent the Christians that I killed. Finally, a take charge kind of guy. He's my favorite character in the movie so far. He gets shit done. He's not finger painting in the tunnels. He's shooting Christians, getting results. Anyway, one of the government bad guys is actually a Christian, and she realizes that the group's in danger. So she calls one of the Christians' uh, cell phones. I'm good, but I just heard something that might be really interesting. <laughs> well, it's, it doesn't sound interesting based on the tone of your voice or lack thereof. Oh, okay. What's up? So they know that there is a group. They know there's your group. Do they know our names? I don't think so. But they know that there is a group organizing and... (laughs) Freaks. This movie is so great. I almost have to just stop right here. And I I just I want to do a watch party with you. You guys have to see this. I've caught multiple scenes where people are on the computer pretend typing and it's so fake. You like you see their hands just like going up and down on the keyboard. But also then there are scenes where you you see the screen of the computer and there's literally gibberish like L L L L L L K K K K K K K J J J J J J J being typed in a word document. Uh in this particular scene I just realized the reason why, well, one of the reasons why the acting is so bad and it sounds like she's reading off of a script, it's because she's reading off of a script. She's on her computer and every couple of seconds she's glancing at the screen. It's to get her fucking lines. I I should have rented this. I don't know why I bought it. <laughs> I could have rented it for $1.99. They know that there is a group. They know there's your group. <laughs> you didn't know our names? Like, she's part of the government, right? She understands that the cell phones are being tracked. So why would you call his cell phone? Why Why don't they come up, come up with, like, burner phones? I don't think so. But they know that there is a group organizing and bringing people to God. And they plan to do something. You can see her eyes going left to right as she's reading the screen. I want a type of confession to swear unto the Constitution. That must be said every morning. Really? That's crazy. It really is. So better be not in public around these times. Have I mentioned this movie is fucking excruciating? I'm so sorry to put you through this extended test of patience. So the Christian group does a live stream. Guess they're not taking anyone's advice of laying low. They reached millions of people online. Yay, what a victory. Let's check in with the government now. No, sir, we don't have anything. I have no evidence. No. This group is tight. They have no weaknesses. Really? I can think of a few. They're using easily trackable cell phones. They'll open their front door to anyone who knocks on it. While they're out spray painting fish... On the side of buildings and tunnels, they're not even wearing masks. They're not sneaking around. They're walking in the middle of the road. That's one of the reasons why the bitch got shot. Now, remember back at the beginning of the film. I know it feels like it was about seven hours ago. 
the friend that came through the door and was like, Jack is shot. I don't want to be a part of this group anymore. It's too hard. Well, he's been full on brainwashed by the government. He's a good little atheist commie. He totally snitches on his former friends. So, it's good to see you, sir. My name is Luke, and I got some interesting information for you. Go ahead, let me hear it. So, I heard you're looking for this Christian group, underground group that is kind of dancing on your noses. God, weird-ass fucking expressions. All right, so he gives up the location of the Christians. The police capture one of them, and uh, then... The order is given. Execute him. Dispose of him discreetly. You may be wondering, what happened to the other Christians? It's never mentioned. We don't know what happened to the other members of the group. The girl and the military guy and the hacker. They're never seen again in this movie. I think maybe the actors and actresses were done filming. Like They, they ran out of time. It's only the, it's only like the main guy Christian who is captured. He's finished. And they literally execute him and that's the end of the movie. Maybe it's an implied execution. I mean, the guy's all tied up. He's not going to get loose and a gun is pointed at his head and as the gun is being fired, the screen goes black. It's very Sopranos. That is pretty much 2025, The World Enslaved by a Virus. <laughs> At the end of this one-and-a-half-hour movie, you'll wish a virus would take your fucking life. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news right now. It's rare that I spend the entire first segment on really just one piece of audio. And boy, was that one excruciating. I'm so sorry, freaks. I had to share it with you. It was driving me crazy. I was like, I can't believe... This thing actually got made. How much could this this production have cost? It's it's blowing my mind. Forty six percent of people gave this movie a one star review. Amazingly bad. The horrible commies who rule the world apparently can't afford matching uniforms and have a bandstand in the corner of their headquarters. Oh, I missed that detail. I guess they have raves on the weekend to raise extra money. Another review says there are so many great moments. The acting, the cinematography, the message. It was a chef's kiss. So horrible. As an atheist and communist, I got so many great laughs out of this movie. Here's another one-star review. As in, like, falling asleep. Bunch of Zs. Nothing against Christian movies, but I don't know what is worse than this one. The acting, the script, or the soundtrack. I honestly think I could have done better with the filmography using my Galaxy 10 phone. The one-star reviews go on and on and on. Listen, uh, tomorrow's program, we will return to form with our regular smorgasbord of awful audio. Awful in a different way. Disgusting cum farts. Dry and moist queefs. White people screaming the N-word at fast food restaurants. You know, hallmarks of Distorted View Daily. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be Sideshow exclusive. What is the Sideshow? It is DV's member site. Where you gain full access to the entire archive of shows. I've been at this since December 2004, so there are thousands and thousands of past programs in the archives. More importantly, every week we do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Tomorrow's program is going to be one of those. It's a great time to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. This is how I make my living. 
watching poorly acted Christian films, apparently. Uh, so please consider supporting the show if you like what you hear. Not today, of course. There's not not a lot of audio to like. Today's show was like I was actively daring you to keep listening. Probably not the best way to run a podcast, but I've always done stuff a little different. All right. Again, superfreaksideshow.com. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. And don't forget, we've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash distorted view. Just another way to support the show. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Thank you to all of my patrons and Sideshow members. Three very quick stories now. First up. A pickup truck with a vile image of an apparently kidnapped woman tied up on the back is being investigated by police. See, I thought this was hilarious. Yeah, on the back gate of the car, there's an image. Kind of looks like the gate is is down. So it's like you're looking at the, the, the bed of the truck and there's a woman lying down there and she's all tied up. That's the picture. Like, seriously, what are the police going to investigate? That investigation should last 10 seconds. Oh, it's a picture painted on the back of your car. It's a joke. Okay, no crime is being committed here. You're not really kidnapping a woman. Drivers were horrified. And by the way, if you take more than one second looking at this truck, you can clearly see it's just an image. Gate is up. There's a handle there and everything. Come on. Drivers were horrified of the humanity to see the picture of the woman lying down and tied up in the back of the vehicle. Police say the incident is being investigated as a potential hate crime. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Not like there's a real image of a woman's face. You know, I mean, like her hair is covering up where her face would be. So it's not like, you know, some guy's angry at his ex-wife, photoshopped an image of her all tied up and then painted it on his truck. A police spokesman said a woman reported seeing a blue pickup truck with vinyl printing on the back uh, of the truck, showing a woman being tied up, blindfolded, and bound as if being kidnapped. Inquiries are ongoing. The picture sparked outrage when it was shared by Sophia Forte on the Facebook group. Reclaim these streets. It's a joke. It's in poor taste, I guess. But is it a crime? No. Oh, everyone just loves to be outraged. This is sickening. This supports abuse towards women and sexual assault, probably, too. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Quote, it's not okay to normalize violence against women. Then people wonder why we have so many issues with it. Ms. Forte said, I'm a graphic designer. And from a designer's perspective, my job is to educate and inspire. What? That's not your job. Your job is to draw fucking shit. You know what I mean? Educate and inspire. Uh, everyone wants their job to be so important. I'm an inspiration to the community. I drew the new Antonio's Pizza logo. Stupid local business. All right. It's sickening visually to think that someone has designed this. And in my opinion, it is normalizing violence, abuse, threat, and control over women. It makes me sad that someone that is a designer has abused their power to create something like this. Wow, she really thinks highly of her profession, doesn't she? We graphic designers have a responsibility. We took an oath, after all. What? We need to calm people and stand up, not alarm. What? All right, other Facebook users left messages condemning the image as horrifying and vile. One said, I've never seen anything like this on a vehicle. I'm shocked. It is beyond disgraceful. I really hope someone reported the driver and that there's something that can be done about it. Another person added, what the fuck is wrong with people? 
How can that ever be funny? Don't don't make me feel bad for laughing at that. Community campaigner Jasmine Reeves described the pickup truck as disturbing. It later emerged that the image on the pickup truck was spray painted with the words, this is not okay, in a protest by a woman more than two years ago. Polly Stewart became enraged when she and her 10-year-old daughter spotted the truck on February 10th, 2019. She said, I was out with my daughter and I saw the truck with this vile image on the back and I was fuming. I was right next to Claire's accessories and we went inside to buy some pink hairspray as I knew it would just wipe off. So I went out there and I spray, uh, sprayed on the back and a few days later had a letter from the police asking me to call them due to criminal damage. James Hellwell of Leeds, West Yorkshire, over there in the UK, faced fury in 2014 when he had a similar sticker of a tied-up woman on the back of his truck. He insisted, yeah, so see, they're sold. They're sold in stores. Uh, he insisted that he only put it up as a joke, and he removed it after being warned by police that he could be charged with a public order offense if he continued to display it. What do you guys think? Uh, check out the chapter artwork or uh, featured image over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. Is it funny? Is it offensive? Is it a little bit of both? Let me know. Let's talk about it. All right. Second story we have for you today. I feel like poor religious people are just taking hit after hit on today's episode. I'm so sorry, but some of the shit you do is cuckoo. Uh, the governor of Utah is calling on a higher power to help combat the extreme dry weather afflicting the state. On Thursday, Governor Spencer Cox issued a declaration calling for Utahns, how do you pronounce it? Utahns? Residents of Utah, to participate in a weekend of prayer from Friday to Sunday. I have some audio here of the governor asking for the prayers. We need more rain, and we need it now. We need some divine intervention. That's why I'm asking Utahns of all faiths to join me in a weekend of prayer, June 4th through the 6th. By praying collaboratively and collectively, asking God or whatever higher power you believe in for more (laughs) rain, we may be able to escape the deadliest aspects of the continuing drought. Ultimately, there's no harm, I guess, in praying for the rain. It's just weird to hear this coming from a governor. This is his big plan. This is what he's been working on with members of Congress. And then he televises this like, all right, here's our big plan. We're just going to pray real hard all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the fucking prayer of Palooza. You know what annoys me about prayer? It's like God never receives blame when something you pray for doesn't happen. Like, all right, we all pray, and then on Sunday it starts to rain. Oh, my God, God is good. God is great. He delivers. But if it doesn't rain, people are never like, you son of a bitch, I'm switching religions. Or, you know, something like that. It's just like, oh, God has a plan. It's all in God's plan. We just, You just have to have faith. God just does what he wants to do, whether you pray or not, basically. Before this last result of praying, uh, the governor did ask Utahns uh, to conserve water by avoiding long showers, fixing, uh, fixing leaky faucets, and planting water-wise landscapes. He said, I fear those efforts alone won't be enough to protect us. We need more rain, and we need it now. We need divine intervention. Earlier this year, Cox issued executive orders declaring an emergency as 90% of the state was classified as being in an extreme drought. 
The governor's office said moisture in the soil was at the lowest level since monitoring began in 2006. In the proclamation, Cox said, Prayer is powerful, and I encourage all Uton, Uton, I can't remember how he pronounced that, Utahns, regardless of religi- uh, religious affiliation, to join together in the endeavor. This is not the first time a top state official has asked for divine assistance during a weather crisis. Why can't we get the Native Americans involved? They were doing rain dances and shit long before Christians. They have a certain expertise in the field. In late 2007, Sonny Perdue, who was the governor of Georgia at the time and later served as the Secretary of Agriculture for the Trump administration, led a prayer service for rain on the steps of the state capitol in Atlanta. After intermittent periods of rainfall, the state finally escaped its drought conditions in 2009. So, you know, two years after the prayer session, it takes a while for prayers to to reach God. It's a long way up to heaven. Uh, Lakes and rivers returned to more normal levels. In April 2011, then-Governor Rick Perry duplicated the efforts during a severe dry spell, issuing a call for prayer for the state of Texas. The drought continued, though, through the summer, and badly needed rains finally arrived in October. The immediate forecast in Utah calls for no significant rainfalls. Yeah, I just checked to see if the prayer uh, extended prayer session, weekend of prayer, did anything. Not looking so good. Sunday, it was 92 degrees. Uh, today, it's going to be 94. And uh, tomorrow, it's also it's going to be in the 90s. And then on Wednesday, the 90s. And also, no rain. Forgot to mention that important detail. No rain in the forecast. Pray harder, assholes. Final story we have for you today. I think, uh, you know, 50% of adults at least have been vaccinated at this point. And uh, it's getting difficult to get the remaining people on board. States are trying different methods. Here in Ohio, we've got the Vaximillion Contest. Anyone who gets uh, vaccinated can sign up uh, to uh, enter basically a lottery. Every week, the governor will announce a new million-dollar winner or something. Basically bribing people to get the vaccine. West Virginia is doing something interesting in a very West Virginian way. West Virginia is expanding its incentives to encourage residents to get vaccinated against COVID-19 with the state later this month starting weekly lottery drawings, okay, offering cash, but also trucks and guns. That's the, like, super West Virginian part. Starting June 20th, West Virginia will give out $1 million in other prizes each week up until August 4th. And two grand prizes of nearly $1.6 million and $580,000 will be announced. Other prizes include two new custom-outfitted trucks, 25 weekend getaways to local state parks, five lifetime hunting and fishing licenses, five custom hunting rifles, and five custom hunting shotguns. Two full four-year scholarships to any institution in West Virginia will also be awarded to vaccinated 12 to 25-year-olds. Joke's on them. There are no colleges in West Virginia. It's a trap. It's a scam. The prizes, to me, are secondary to the fact that we're trying to save your life, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice said. All of our hospitalizations, all of our ICU units, all of our deaths, for the most part, are all the people that have not been vaccinated, you dum-dums. I don't know how to get uh, how it gets any simpler than that, the Republican governor said. These vaccinations are amazingly safe, and they will protect you, yada, 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 all the shit we already know. 
I, you know, honestly, I think West Virginia has a good idea. They, they're targeting the prizes to what these people like. They like hunting. They like guns. Give them hunting licenses and guns. We need to take a hard look at the numbers here. Who's not getting vaccinated? Stupid young people. How about we start having weekly weed lotteries? Give away a couple grand in a pot or edibles or something. That's kind of cool. That'll get people vaccinated. Maybe we're stuck getting the the last 20% of old people to get uh, the vaccine. On a lottery where we'll pay for their fucking old people medication, their heart pills or Ozempic or whatever the hell they're taking. Your supply of that and Ben Gay, whatever cream they're rubbing into their skin that makes them smell like that. Say it's a lifetime supply. They're not going to be around that long. It's not going to cost you a lot, right? Five, ten years tops. Lifetime supply is very limited. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you, freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. I'm all over social media. At Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show, yada, yada, yada. All right, let's check in with a few freaks here and wrap things up for today. You, Jim, Tony for all Just calling in uh, with an idea. Uh, why don't you just post some old morning sickness on TikTok? Hmm. Uh, just kind of go till you get banned, really. Um, I mean, it's free advertisement. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. You could probably blow up and get a bunch of listeners to the show. Um, yeah, I was thinking about like what, how I could get on TikTok. Because, you know, I, I'm kind of obsessed with it now. Like, what could I do? That's not a bad idea, just cutting up some uh, morning sickness clips. I think uh, TikTok clips can only be, like, what, a minute in length? So I could probably do that. Oh, and I know most of us longtime freaks definitely found you when we were underage. We weren't supposed to, but yes. we definitely did. Myself. Not a bad idea. Maybe I will. I'll, I'll uh, dabble in that a little bit. Thank you for the good idea. By the way, if any of you uh, want to check out morning sickness, YouTube.com slash Distorted View Show. It's not a series I do anymore, uh, but it was fun. It was something we did back in, what, 2013 or 14, something like that. A bunch of the episodes, are ones that have not been deleted by YouTube, are still up. I I haven't deleted any myself, but uh, occasionally, to this day, I will get emails once in a while. It's like, hey, you're in violation of something, so we took down your video. Uh, next up here, yes, caller. So it's Hachimachi again. Sorry, I finally remembered what I wanted to tell you or ask you, I suppose. Um, oh, hold on a second. He called in twice. I guess I will allow. I, I, I'm curious to see what his first call was. Yo, what's up, you careful fairy? <laughs> you careful fairy? Oh, Fuck. thank you. I messed up the joke. It's not funny anymore. Just don't worry <laughs> about it. So, so glad I'm playing this call. It's uh, your boy, Lofus Cromwell. Uh, I'm going to go by Hachimachi from now on. Hachimachi. Because that's what my sideshow member name is. Okay. Um, I just want to let you know that I love you, obviously. I say it every fucking time. I know it's getting tiresome. No, that's one of the things I don't mind hearing. But um, I know you were talking about... It's way better than, hey, faggot. The whole Facebook thing before. And, um, you know, I get it. You know, it's annoying as shit having fucking... Dumbass freaks come on and say that you fucking look like shit or you're ugly or whatever. As if I don't already know it. Uh, but every time I see you make a post, I'm always like, look at this sexy guy. Or I just oh. give you heart reacts. I don't give a fuck. 
Yeah. Um, How hard is it to give a little heart reaction? Make me feel good. I just want you to know that uh, I see you in a positive light. Uh, my phone or my car is going off, and I am, uh, you know, I day drunk a little bit, just a little bit, and um, yeah. So, uh, what the fuck? There was something you posted the other day, and I want- right, so now he's trying to remember what. So he's trying to remember something, and I think he remembers it in the next call here. So Tachimachi again. Sorry, I finally remembered what I wanted to tell you or ask you. I suppose. Um, were you ever, I mean, you've been around since like what, 2002, 2004, uh, have you ever played like the ventrilo harassment videos on DV? Uh, you just played one as an intro, I believe. This might be old news if you have, obviously. Um, I just thought, I figured, you, you know, you've been playing a lot of Chris Hansen voice lines and um, it, it reminds me of that, uh, you know, there's like a Duke Nukem one. Yeah, yeah, is- we, we, we've played those before on the show. Yeah, those are those are old school. That's actually a line from one of those Ventrilo calls. Like some woman got was freaking out because of the Duke Nukem voice. And she's like, I'll kill you, motherfucker. Old style. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll play some more of those as uh, intros on the podcast. In the coming days, if I can find them again. Uh, let's do one more here. Yes, caller. Man, I fucking hate this unicorn hamster guy. Jesus Christ, son of a bitch mother. <laughs> Fuck you, suck dicks. For a living. Unicorn hamster, would you like to respond? Voicemail wars. It's funny. Seems like a lot of callers will experience this at some point or another. If you call into the show enough, like Haley's Comet went through a period of time where everyone was hating on him. Level 80 Cat Lady. Spiral Ham Fucker. Now it's Unicorn Hamster's time to shine in the spotlight. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-660-GOD. And communism is all over the place. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I will be back tomorrow if and only if your Sideshow members. Now would be a great time to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, Scribe.net.